Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. Who am I? Settling the issue of identity. I want to remind you that one of the life questions that you have to settle for your life to be meaningful and to have the impact that God intended for it to have is that question of who am I, which is a question of identity. We already established that true identity, real identity is found in origin. So if you want to establish your real identity, you have to go to where you came from. And you came from God. So your real identity is in God. So you represent God. You are an ambassador of the Lord. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5 that we are ambassadors of the Lord. And it established the point that an ambassador does not send himself, does not appoint himself. An, an ambassador is always sent by a government. And the ambassador does not represent himself he does not represent the country that he's sent to. The ambassador always represents the government sending him or her. So as an ambassador of the Lord, you represent God. That's very, very important. You represent God. You don't represent merely your country. You represent God. And it is very important that we remember that as we go through this message today. See, the Christmas story really started in the book of Genesis. The concept of Christmas, of Jesus being born, started in Genesis after Adam fell and Genesis chapter 3 the Bible says, the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. That seed of the woman was spoken of in Genesis is Jesus. So, just to remind you that they, at the creation of man, Adam was not just the face of the human race at creation. Adam represented the entire human race. In fact, the entire human race was placed inside of Adam. So whatever he did would not just affect Adam as a person, but it would affect the entire human race. So when Adam sinned, all sinned. Because all was in Adam. And when Adam fell, all fell. 
is why it is said that we're born with that sin Adamic nature. So even before you were born, you fell because you were in Adam. So therefore, God had to do something about that situation because the species called man that he created, which was which is supposed to be a representation of God or ambassador of the Lord, if that species called man now fell, got separated from God, then all of a sudden, man is not going to represent God anymore. So God had to do something that all seven and a half billion of us in the world today would not be representing someone else or another God when he created us to represent him. So the birth of Jesus was the plan to reconnect man to God or reinstate man with God so that man would continue to be an ambassador or a representative of God and not an ambassador of any other God. So the birth of Jesus was very, very important so that those things can be changed because God created us for himself. In fact, we have a glimpse of what would have happened in Genesis chapter 6 when the Bible says, it repenteth the Lord that he had made man and grieved him at his heart because man was only practicing evil, meaning that he was representing another kingdom. God said, no, that can't work. Hence, the flood came to create, to generate a new star. But because man was still with the Adamic nature, the flood alone could not repair the damage. Jesus had to come. So you represent God. You are an ambassador of the Lord. And God is interested in you being the kind of representation that he intended you to be. I want to read up verse 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 4. It says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Not just great, but exceeding great and precious promises. That by these we might be partakers of the divine nature. Among the promises was that the seed of the woman was, would bruise the head of the serpent. The prophecies from Isaiah that he was wounded for transgression, bruised for iniquities, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and all of that. So we're given great and precious promises that by these promises, we might be partakers of, of the divine nature. That in other words, we would be reconnected with God. We might be partakers of his divine, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. We might be partakers of the divine 
nature. Now that is very important. Sharing nature with someone gives you identity with that person. The word nature speaks to makeup or genes, genetics. All right, nature means the makeup of the thing. What makes up the thing? Or the genes, the, the genetics of that thing. So if we are partakers of the nature of God, that means we have in us genetics from God. In other words, when God created us, he put in us some of the very same stuff that was in him so that you can properly represent it. Which means he gave you his identity. Now, thousands of years after that, the world came into the knowledge of forensic science and all that kind of stuff where you can do DNA tests and prove that this mother owns this child or this father, this father, this child and all that. But long before that happened, we had the DNA of God in us so that we could be representatives of God. He put in us his nature so that we can be a proper representation. So when Adam fell, we got separated from God. His nature was not in mankind anymore. So Jesus was born. He died, was raised from the dead so that we can again have the nature of God inside of us that we can be the ambassadors of the Lord that he created us to be. And what Peter is talking about here is not a new idea. Peter got this from back in Genesis. That's how God intended for it to be. Let's read Genesis 1.26. Portion that you should know by now. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. The word image there in the Hebrew means nature and character. Likeness means to function like. So from day one, God himself said it. Let us make man in our image or with our nature and character. For what purpose? So that man can represent God or be an ambassador of the Lord. So you, who are you? Who am I? You are an ambassador of the Lord. You are a representative of the Lord. And again, for the umpteen time, we say, that is why you cannot behave like everybody else because you are a representative of God. You know, if, as a Jamaican, if you travel anywhere in the world, even if you're not on official duties for the country, you are representing Jamaica. And that's why even if you migrate when you're two years old and you do something when you're 25 years old, they send you back because you're representing Jamaica. You don't even have to be on official duty. But you're always on duty. 
you understand what I'm saying? I was at the, the border with Zimbabwe and, and South Africa. They saw me, I gave my passport to the gentleman and he said, oh, you're from Jamaica? I said, yes. He said, oh, he started calling all his friends. Not an immigration officer. We have a Jamaican here. I said, so how come you don't have any dreadlocks? Because they have come to know Jamaican as wearing dreadlocks. They associate that. That's, that, that's in their mind a representation of Jamaica. When I explained that to them, they said, well, can you sing? Because they, they learn music. I uh, know that music is one of the things that represents. Can you sing us something? Oh, dear Lord. You know, the two representations that they know, I couldn't come up with. But the point I'm making is that you represent the nation, whatever nation you're from, wherever you go. And it is the very same way with God. You are a representative of God. So if you are just in the supermarket shopping, but you did not have a word from the Lord when you left home to go to the supermarket, it doesn't negate the fact that you're still representing God. It's still on duty. So you are a representative of God. And Genesis now, it says, God said, let us create man in our image with our nature and character so that they can function like us or represent us. And God restored that, starting with the birth of Jesus, because we lost that. Starting with the birth of Jesus, that was repaired so we can be the kind of ambassadors, ambassadors that God intended us to be. So, you know, society, circumstances, polarized environments have forced people to become who and what they're not over time. So many people have settled with a perceived version of themselves that is anything but real. And that has resulted in some people constantly wearing a fake version of themselves because you're trying to make a statement and society has trained you that this is how you go about making uh, statements. So many times in our lives, we are trying to make statements, trying to become all things to all men. And uh, many times you're misguided on how you go about it. So you do it according to how the world has trained you and not how God has said, said it should be. So you end up not being the kind of representation that God wants you to be. But we're going to fix that. Sometimes in an effort to establish yourself maybe as a leader at home or at work, let's use work. Sometimes we believe that the person who talks the loudest and talks the most will be respected. And in an effort to establish ourselves, we talk loud and talk a lot. And we get aggressive sometimes at people to try and establish ourselves. But I'm saying to you this morning that that is not really you. 
I've heard about people before, you know, and when you get to meet that person and get on the inside of your life, they're not what people think they are. Say, well, but, you know, this image comes all across in the public like they're rough and uh, not understanding and all of that. But when you get to know the person, you see the real version of them. Because society has trained people to become what they are not. So people think that they have to shout to come across that they are firm. But you don't have to do that. Amen. That's how society has trained you that you have to show. But the key here to remember is that you represent God. So you don't have to do what the world does to be hurt or to become who you are. I remember we had two judges working in the RM court in Montego Bay some time ago. And one of them speak in a higher tone and come across real aggressive sometimes. And people don't understand the system were afraid to face that particular judge. But interestingly, that judge would, what would call rough you in court, and then give you a three-year sentence out of a maximum eight-year. The other judge would laugh with you throughout the whole trial. He has a smile on his face all the way. And in your mind, you're thinking, oh, this, this one, he is understanding. He smiles with you, and at the verdict, he gives you the maximum eight years and is looking for an opportunity to even impose something. The point I'm making is that you can smile and still be firm. You don't have to practice what everybody else practiced to establish yourself. You don't represent the world. You represent God. So you have to find now what the Bible says about you. Study the fruit of the Spirit so that you can practice the things that pleases God because that's when the real you is going to come. You are a representative of God. You are not a representative of your society. You Sometimes, because of circumstances, allow things to shape and direct your life. And I am saying that there are some people that are on the firm side in terms of how they come across their tone. That's okay. Just to try and impress people. You don't need to try and be nice to all all people in all circumstances just to try and feel belong and then you lose yourself. You can't identify yourself because there are some people who rebuke everything they say around. Fine with you. But there are some other people who go pray about some of those things. And if you're one of those, don't worry. Just do what you believe God wants you to do. Now, listen taking time out to speak to somebody here today. Some of you 
have become a little rebellious because you are tired of people dictating to you who they think you should be. So you have pushed back in less than pleasant ways. But that is not really who you are. You're not really a rebellious person by nature. The way you have pushed back and how people have come to characterize you, that's not who you really are. But you are just tired of being dictated to by other people and you have reacted. Today, we are saying, remember that you are a representative of God. So it doesn't matter what has happened over time. You need to calm down today and go back to God, understanding that I was created in the image and likeness of God. The image with his nature and character. And some of the things that have been coming out does not represent the nature of God. So I'm not going to change it because of people, but I'm going to change it because I understand that as an ambassador of the Lord, I have to be a proper representative. I'm fixing it because I need to be a proper ambassador of the Lord. Because remember also that just like the ambassador does not represent himself, and his own interest in any country. The ambassador is not responsible for taking care of himself either. The government sending him is responsible for it. So there is no way that the American ambassador to Jamaica have to think about money to pay his light bill or buy food. No, his government takes care of that. That is not supposed to be on his mind any at all. What is supposed to be on his mind is the interest of his government. So if you are a proper representative of your government, King Jesus, the government of the kingdom of God, your government, the kingdom of God, will take care of your interests. So it's in your best interest to have the interest of your government at the forefront of your life. That is why now you would read the scripture and it says something like, take no thought for your life. That's not your responsibility. You see, don't even think about what you shall eat or wear and all of that because your government has that covered. What you need to focus on is the interest of your government, how you can best represent your government because you are an ambassador of the Lord. Now, let's shake up some foundation because that means your job is not really the most important thing in your life. That means your bank account is not even the most important. But this is why I said the cabin on the hill is yours. It's mine and yours. You represent God. What kind of representation are you planning to be? What kind of ambassador? Are you planning to be in 2021? How can you improve your representation of God? In other words, really become who you are. Some people have been so hurt and wounded by other people that you have unconsciously hid the real you. 
from other people and from yourself. So the real you is trapped on the inside, hiding behind all that aggression and face card and hate and fighting back. That's not you. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are the peace of God. You are the you represent the joy of the Lord. That's the real you. And we are on a mission in this series to rediscover you. And that's the reason why Jesus was born. So that you can find yourself. Moses killed an Egyptian when he never settled his identity issues. Killed an Egyptian and buried him in the sand. And after about 40 years, God visited Moses and said, we need to settle the identity issue. Because you have a mission. And let's pick up the story in Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, we're going to read from verse 1. We'll read a few verses here. It says, Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even in Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire over the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight, while the bush is not burned. Now God's interested. We can pique our interest. God creates situations that you know would demand your interest. Moses, as far as he's concerned, was minding his own business. But whoa, what? What's that's interesting? The fire's in the bush, but the bush is not burning. Let, let me go and see what is happening. Yeah, I got you. God knows how to get our attention. Oh yeah, he knows how to get our attention. When the Lord saw that he Moses turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. Now, I want you to picture that moment for a minute. Can you imagine seeing something like that? Man, you're coming one day down the road, you see some bush burning. Wow, that's interesting. And you just stepped aside a little to look at it and it, Garfield, that stopped your attention. Moses said, oh, here am I. You have no choice here. You hear why? Well, I'm trapped. So, Lord, I'm in your hands. And he said, draw not uh, nigh in. Don't come near. But put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the Lord thy God. I am the God of thy father. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. That's more interesting. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their past master, for I know their sorrows. Can I tell you what popped into Moses' mind right then and there? He said, Lord, 
who does that have to do with you? In fact, 40 years ago, I, I tried and did what I could do, so I, I, I'm not interested. Some of you, you've made a step for the law, a genuine step. 10 years ago, two years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, you've become disenchanted. Say, Lord, I don't want to have anything to do with certain levels of commitment in the church and all that again. He's demanding your attention today. Say, I ain't finished with you. You're not finished your representation of me. In fact, the only time you're not an ambassador of me is when you leave this earth. So, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Moses is still thinking, what does that have to do with me? And to bring them up out of the land, out of that land, onto a good land, and a large, and a large, onto a land flowing with milk and honey, onto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. And next verse, let's go on. Let's now therefore. Behold, the cry of the children is children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. It's verse. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh. Now I can see Moses thinking, because Moses knows exactly what this means. He's thinking, what does that have to do with me? But now God is saying, I will send thee unto fear. Remember what an ambassador means? A representative of the sender. So if I'm sending you, you're representing. So he's, he's telling Moses, look here, you are going to represent me. You are my ambassador to fear. That thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. with God. 
And he said, certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee. In other words, because you're representing me, I will be with you. In other words, I will provide coverage. So you don't need to be afraid of the task at hand. I am providing, I'm, I'm providing coverage on the go. I'm providing aerial coverage. You think your CCTV uh, cameras can really effectively provide coverage? I will provide coverage as you represent me. Certainly, I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent you. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your father hath sent me unto you. All right? I'm representing you here. They shall say to me, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? How shall I represent you there? And God said unto Moses, I am. Tell them I am that I am. In other words, you know, I am is all that's present. So any area that they need me to function for them, I will function. I will represent them just as they represent me. I am that I am. In other words, anything that they need, it's not a case that I will provide it down the road, it will be provided then, because I am that I am. am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. In other words, I am representing God. You represent God in all that you do. And God said, Walk over unto Moses, thou shalt, shalt say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. Now, you notice how many times in that text it says, I am, I've sent you, or tell them that I have sent you, you are my representative. In other words, Moses, don't even think about your safety, don't think about the intensity of the job and all of that, just represent. That's what God is asking uh, from us. So by this time, Moses was 80 years old. For some 80 years, Israel's greatest leader, and maybe the greatest leader that ever lived outside of Jesus. For 80 years, that leader was trapped inside of Moses because identity issues were not set. I wonder this morning, who has been trapped in you for the last five years? What is it that has been trapped in you for the last 20 years, the last two years, the last one year? What has been trapped in you that 
your environment, your generation, your country, your world is waiting. For 80 years, the greatest leader among men outside of Jesus was trapped inside of Moses. But as God worked with him and settled the identity issues, the leader that God intended emerged. Oh yes. Again, we say, we believe the days are here that the best of you is ready to be. That that work which has been trapped because you've been focusing on other things and has not been able to properly represent God, that which has been trapped in you is ready to come out. Saul had that experience with God on the Damascus road. That encounter that was just quite supernatural. And Saul was an interesting man. The first thing he asked God when that light shone on the Damascus road, he said, who are you? What a question. Because remember, Saul had been representing other agencies and other God. So he said, who are you? The Lord said, I am the Lord that you have been persecuting. No, remember the word Lord means owner, master. So look, the very person that owns you, that you're supposed to be representing, that's the person talking to you now, sir. And so on, next question was, what do you want me to do? Wow. In other words, how do you want me to represent you? Now, I, I get it, God, that you are the master, and I know I'm supposed to be representing you. So how do you want me to represent you? God said, good question. He said, and God spoke to Ananias that was going to pray for Saul, because, you see, Saul was supposed to be representing God, but he needed some training first. And God told Ananias, said, listen, I have called him to bear my name before the Gentiles. He's going to be an ambassador to the Gentiles. God answered the question. And Paul was phenomenal in ministry because he represented God exactly how God wanted him to represent it, uh, the, the, the kingdom. So he knew who he was in God and represented God that kind of way. But I want you to understand that you can't represent God in your own strength. You need coverage. You need the anointing of God as you represent God. Because Saul was a warrior. Everybody knows that. Before he had that Damascus Road experience, he was a warrior. He was going about dragging Christians from their homes and committing them to prison. He was on his mission. He was a warrior. But I'm telling you that in your own strength, and this is what some people have missed, you cannot become all that God intended you to be, even if you know the assignment. You need God's strength. So you cannot afford to back off on God and believe that you're going to just do it without God. Because, listen, Saul, being a warrior, had a new mission. 
but a day and a night in the deep, being beaten, being shipwrecked, stripped, left half dead. I'm telling you that if you don't know God in those circumstances, those are not going to be motivation to continue. In other words, you're thinking, you know what? These people don't appreciate me and I, I need to preserve my life. So I ain't preaching to them no more. They almost killed me the other day at Mars. But when you know that you're representing God, you're representing the kingdom, you know that his grace is sufficient for you. And his strength is made perfect in the times of weaknesses. As you represent God, it's going to make a difference in your life. Today, I close by asking the question again. What has been trapped inside of you over the years that need to come out? We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.